Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide nine steps to love, nourish, and connect with your body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. I'm Shay, and I have Anna with me as always. Welcome, Anna. Hello. Today, we are taking a little bit of a roundabout talk on purpose and connecting to your purpose. And this has, for me, come off the back of the Art of Intuition workshop that I just led in London, which was such a beautiful experience for me. And it really made me feel and connect so strongly to my purpose. And I was just reflecting to Anna that whether we believe that something is a success or a failure connects so much to whether we are in our sense of purpose or not. So this workshop that I ran over the weekend feels like such a massive success for me because of these reasons of I listened to my intuition on it. I followed my heart. I knew this was something something that I needed to do. I hired a space. I let it all flow. It happened very organically. I felt really in tune with being able to share about and talk about it. And I created this really beautiful container for people to have a really beautiful experience of tuning back in towards themselves. And although it was an event that made me a bit of money. I covered my costs and made a little bit of money. It wasn't like the amount of time and energy and effort and expense that I put into it. It wasn't relative to how much I made, but in the past, that would have been like my measure of success, like how much material benefit I got from running this workshop as opposed to 
the success of it for me feeling like, wow, this is so aligned to what I'm doing, so aligned to the purpose that I feel in the work that I'm doing in this world and so aligned to being able to follow my heart, listen to it and be guided through a state of flow rather than a state of like, oh my gosh, I have to do the scarcity mindset, like all these things that I'm coming up against because of living in this like fear response. So that has been my reflection on that particularly. And I'll maybe go on a little bit further to some of the more detailed points of that purpose and that workshop that I led that's made me think about that. But maybe, Anna, if you just want to circle back and tell us about your experience of what purpose is and what it means to you. Gosh, it's such a big question. And for a long time, I remember when I first started my coaching journey, which was about five years ago now, and this word purpose would come up all the time. And, you know, people would talk about like living life on purpose. And there is this idea that when we have a big enough why that, you know, anything is possible because there's more of a pull energy versus a push energy. And I think we we talked about who knows what order these podcasts are going to go out in. But in one of the episodes, we talked a little bit about language and this idea of push versus pull energy. And I think that's exactly what you are describing is that when we have this higher self that is attuned to a reason for being here, there is this pull where the things that we do don't take the same amount of energy and efforting than stuff that we're just trying to make ourselves do that's maybe out of alignment. And I've definitely felt probably as you have and many of the listeners have as well, like I've been on both sides of that scale. I've been in stages in my business where everything has been an effort, where it's, you know, just in trying to make things happen as opposed to, I guess, letting things happen or letting things unfold, not because you just sit back and you're like, okay, universe, do your thing, but because everything just unfolds and then you take the next step and then the next thing steers you in the right direction. And in order to do that, you know, we talked about the three life lessons in one of our previous episodes, but there is this need to be able to connect hard to connect with trust and to connect with intuition you know like your workshop was on just so that you can find your way and you can follow that path so I was actually a while ago Oprah has got a book which is on it was an audio book but it was on this idea of purpose and she talks a little bit about how I can't remember who it was I've actually read so many books I don't even know if it was this book with Oprah now I'm thinking about it but whatever the book was we'll put it in the show notes and she talks about like how when we're younger we start work because we have a need to survive and so you will you know, you go and get a job. So, you know, when you leave, you know, maybe when you leave school or when you leave university, you kind of just go for whatever job you can get because maybe now you need to be able to survive. You need to put a roof over your head. You need to put food in your belly. There is this need to, to survive and after your very physical needs, your very, very physical self. And then over time, a career develops and our career develops based on our personality. So we've talked in the past about talent dynamics and the four tendencies, the tempo, the steel, the dynamo, and the blaze energies, and how depending on where you fall within these different talent dynamics, you may be more introverted in your personality, you may be more extroverted in your personality, or you may like doing admin, or you may like networking. So depending on what your personality is, you may then start to evolve through a career which suits that personality. But then when we get to this idea of 
purpose, it's much more a vocation of the soul. And this is when you almost have to go through some sort of process, some sort of spiritual conditioning, some sort of challenges in your life so that you can really start to train for this vocation where you're starting to integrate not just your personality, but integrate your spiritual self when all these different parts that you have of yourself and that starts to create a path of service or is defined by being a part of service. And then when we are in service in the world, that is essentially, I believe, when we're on purpose because that is when we are Mm. And even for people who are maybe not on like, oh, this like huge spiritual path and it has to be through this like massive awakening or something. For me, what I always say is the three key components of purpose is that number one, it has to use your unique skill sets and talents. So if you want to do some journaling right now, like what are your unique skill sets and talents? And maybe that is related to what you were talking about, the personality, like where you shine, what makes you come alive? What is something that you are uniquely suited to do? What is in your zone of genius that not as just a place that you feel really good at, but really something that you can excel at. And maybe you found it and maybe you're doing it and that's amazing, but maybe you haven't found it yet. And then it's that process of inquiry. And that is part of this like ongoing work that we inquire, we inquire within. So first thing is it must use your unique skill set and talents. The second is that it must serve others. So using that skill set, using that unique skill set, like who can you serve? Perhaps it's the people in your family that you are serving. Perhaps it's the people in your neighborhood. Perhaps it's your wider community. Perhaps it's an online community. Perhaps it's global. Wherever it is, like find a community of people that can be served using those unique skill sets. And then the third component is that it must better the world. But if you are serving people and if you are enabling other people to be uplifted, then that is almost like an automatic way of bettering the world because the more people are switched on, the more people are feeling that connection, the more people that are in tune with this, the world is automatically starting to become a higher vibe place just through being. So yeah, those three components that you can maybe journal on or reflect on of settling on to a place of purpose when you are then in service to something and on purpose. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things I notice with the women that I coach is very often the classic scenario for many is that they are pigeonholed into a job or a career where they feel like they are not on purpose, where they are maybe to a certain extent using their unique talents but maybe actually even not or not fully. And they don't necessarily feel of service in the world and they don't necessarily feel like they are making it a better place, so to speak. And I think that is sometimes a very difficult place to be. I think you and I have been quite lucky. I don't want to say luck because we make our own luck, but we have trying to think of the best way to say this, we have been able to empower ourselves to create in our lives in a way that has led us down the path of living life on purpose, even though you know, things mold and change as you change, there have definitely been gateways where I've always felt like I'm doing the work I'm supposed to be doing in the world at the time that I'm supposed to be doing it. And as I've changed or as circumstances change, that has maybe shifted, but it's definitely been a pathway to you know, fulfill the criteria that you mentioned to, you know, be using my unique skill set to be of service and making a difference. But how, I guess the challenge is always for someone who's maybe finding themselves in a job where they don't really love what they do. Maybe the paycheck is great, but, you know, they're not really 
fired up by what they're doing, it can be really challenging to make that transition and to make that change. And sometimes it doesn't always make sense to the ego as well. There can be a lot of fear. There can be a lot of conditioning or like, I can't make a career out of that. I can't earn a living out of that. So there is this, even though you said it's, you know, you don't necessarily have to be on the spiritual path, but I do think that there has to be some area of challenge or there has to be some level of growth which must take place in order for us to up-level our lives. We've talked about identity before on the show and how you shift your identity as your life conditions change, your mind conditions change, or you can change your mind conditions to change your life conditions. But there has to be some kind of energetic shift. And unfortunately, that's not always the most comfortable process to go through, but it's going through that process which helps you to step into who you need to be to connect with the higher purpose. Mm. So something that you said earlier about this connection to luck, which was interesting because this book that I read ages ago, which has really stuck with me called The Luck Factor. And the whole premise of that book is that luck is created through the lens through which you view the world. So whether you believe something to be lucky or not is based on your framework and it's based on your beliefs. And it comes back to, again, what we talked about in previous shows about the ability to language and how we are languaging, how we are framing events and situations in our lives so that we can view them as lucky or not lucky. And actually some Someone at the end of my intuition workshop came up to me and we were just chatting and she was saying, you know, this is like, this work makes me feel amazing. Like I feel so connected and I feel so amazing. And she's like, but I have this, like, you know, this part of me that's also like, but maybe this doesn't exist. Maybe this is like a thing that's just like from beliefs in childhood or whatever, like this is not real and it's poo-pooed because it's like not something that we can logically handle with our hands and it's very tangible. And she's like, but also if it makes me feel amazing and I'm living in this life that feels really good, like why not? And that was the whole thing. It's like everything that you are viewing or everything in life is based on how you are viewing it through whichever lens. So you may as well choose a lens that is feeling really supporting, nourishing, and amazing for yourself. Why not? (laughs) Exactly. Why not? Like there literally is no reason. But one of the other things that came up, and this is like reflection on my own journey, is that when I first moved to London, I was doing a lot of graphic design work. And I had also been connected to this idea of I must find my purpose and I must find my purpose. And Simon Sinek has got amazing content on Start With Why. And that is the whole reason of why is your purpose. And loads of books again and again say that the more connected you are to your sense of purpose, the more fulfilled, the more happy, the more vitalized you feel with life because you have that sense of pull towards something that's bigger. You're channeling energy. Yeah, exactly. And so at that stage of my life and my career, when I was focused a lot on graphic stuff, I was trying to fit that graphic work and that framework into some kind of purpose for myself. So I would have like, okay, I draw these cartoons and this is what I'm really good at. And I can draw these cartoons. What's my purpose from this tool set? Um, well, my purpose is I want to make people happy and I want to make people laugh and make people smile. And for some reason, that purpose, that why never fully landed for me. Because I was like trying to fit the why underneath this little thin skill set that I had. And now what I realize is that I'm coming to it from a complete different way. I've got my real like full undercurrent of purpose, which is to help women reach their fullest potential. And I use the tools of creativity and yoga to be able to do that. So those skill sets that I have is the tools for the purpose. I'm not trying to figure out my purpose through that skill set if that makes a difference. So there's two different ways that you can dive into that. One is like, look at your skills and then what is going to be your purpose from that skill set? Or what is your purpose? What are you really here to do? 
And then what skills, what tools, what things do you have to support that bigger purpose in the world? So very different energy that you come into. And I think why it never stuck for me was that it wasn't the true purpose that I was meant for. Whereas now I feel like such surety about what I'm doing and this idea of success and failure is so powerful when we connect to our purpose because right now I'm in a place with myself and my knowing of what I'm supposed to be doing and where I'm supposed to be going and where I am going is that nothing's going to stop me. Like nothing is going to derail me from this course because I have such surety in my body and my mind, in my soul, in my heart about this is the work I'm supposed to be doing. Like this is for me. And I think when you have that surety, anything that feels like a little knock or a wobble is not going to affect your confidence. It's not going to batter you. Yes, you'll have wobbles for sure, as everybody does. But when you are solidified in something deeper, that it comes from your heart, that it comes from your body, that it comes from this deep place of intuitive knowing then all the extra stuff on the surface is just like, it's just like blowing left and right. There's like, like a really, yeah, it's just like, it can blow you left and right, but you've got this really heavy anchoring in what you're here to do. That's going to keep pulling you forward because it's true. And I think when you can land on that, like that's a really powerful place to be because nothing's going to stop you. And, <laughs> yeah, that's truly how I feel. I'm like, oh, Shay is feeling unstoppable right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Each week, we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or Kombucha and Color, we'll send you a wonderful restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a hundred pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28 day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. 
There's a lovely quote I got from the Oprah Winfrey book was that if you pay attention to what feeds your energy, you move in the direction of the life you were intended. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what you're saying is like, where in your life do you feel there is that knowing? Where in your life do you feel open and expansive? Where in your life do you feel that sense of trust? What lights you up? What makes you feel energized, connected and stimulated? And those are your clues. Those are your clues to find that thing. And I think the reason why you can show up on the podcast and speak with so much conviction about you are living a life where you are doing all these things that connect you, that energize you, that stimulate you. And your heart is open and there's just so much trust mm-hmm. there. What you're saying about the heart being open, like this is a skill that we can develop and we can practice. And this is what the whole workshop that I taught for five hours on Saturday was these very practical, practical, practical things that you can do that bring you back to that state of open heart so that you can trust it. You can test your body. Yes and no. Like your body, you know, we did a whole, like a whole session on being able to stand and feel what a yes feels like in the body, feel what a no feels like in the body. So that, and I went through a whole course of questions and a whole different process that we work through to literally test the body, muscle testing of the body so that, yes, show me a yes. An expansive feeling is what feels like a yes. Maybe it's a forward movement. Maybe it's a back movement. Maybe it's a retraction. But we tune in so much to the body because the body is a place that we can often trust or it's an easy trust point for us to have. And then intuition and knowing can come through many different things. It can come through cards that we read. It can come through other people. It can come through signs that we can see. It comes through numbers. But the body is like an easy port of call because we're in the body. Yeah, we're in the body. (laughs) But we have to be able to tune out the clutter and the white noise. So what I was teaching on this weekend or this workshop is that it's not our job to reach for the intuitive knowing. It's not our job to reach for that stuff. It's our job to clear everything that blocks it. So if you think of these, like sort of these four main arenas or areas of life, we've got the physical self, we've got the emotional self, we've got the mental self, and we've got this energetic or spiritual self. And all four of those areas of our life need to be cleared in order for us to have this like open channel. So if physically you are feeling tired and low in energy and you're not nourishing your body well, or you are feeling lethargic or your space around you is physically feeling cluttered, like that is going to impact your ability to be open. Similarly, if you have some kind of emotional stuff that's really like sitting on your heart and that phrase of like, oh, it's just sitting on my heart is a phrase because that's physically literally what is happening. Like if some heavy emotion is sitting on your heart, like you need to clear that. And that usually comes through sharing or it comes through being able to have some kind of physical practice to release that from the body. And then all of these things, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, emotional, they all connected. So you can't, you know, affect one without the other. So physically or, you know, mentally, if you are busy, busy, busy up in your head, maybe it's going for a run, which is a physical practice, or maybe it's clearing out the space in your room. And that gives you a little bit of breathing space in your head, or maybe it's sitting down to meditate. And when you have this little toolbox of things that you can use to be able to clear that channel, if that's the word that you can connect to, then you can connect to a deeper knowing. And when you connect to that knowing, that is where your purpose lies, because purpose is something that has to come from the sense of really deep knowing because it has to be deep enough to not derail you. And when it is deep enough, then it won't. It's actually really interesting what you said about the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self, because that is literally my whole business model. <laughs> it's like working with people, obviously, to increase their physical well-being, but then obviously with my Grounded Goddess group program to work on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects. But I would also just say that this year, 
for me specifically, as I've created a lot of changes in my life working on those physical practices. So for example, like I started doing more fasting. I started using a ketogenic approach. As I started to make these changes in my physical body, I would say that I've definitely started to notice changes in like how I think about things, how I feel about things and my connection with my spirituality. And with all of that going on and also then slowing down, like you talk about clearing the stuff that's in the way. For me, it's obviously like when you're busy at work doing like a million things, it doesn't create any space for you to Mm -hmm. listen. And so now slowing down again, it's just allowed me to keep my heart even more open. And then yesterday was the first day in ages where I've had one of those days where I've just like really pushed. Like I just, there was a deadline I had to get done. I kind of was just like all in knee deep, just like you have to just go, 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 go. Whereas that would have been like my normal week where now that's currently like, you know, every now and again, it has to happen. And just completely feeling that total disconnection in my body from just having one day like that. The thought that that's how I used to live every day. I'm like, no wonder I never knew what was going on. (laughs) I just, I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear any of those messages. Yeah, it does. It comes down to being able to slow everything down so that you can tune inwards because we live in such a fast paced life. Like our minds are racing. And so in part of the practice that I did before we did this body testing, which is like a physical thing that you can feel in your body. And I mean, like everybody on this workshop was like, oh my gosh, like that's so powerful because we don't take time to tune into the body, but we had a whole process of practice, physical other practice and breath work that came before it so that the energy is not kind of spinning around out of control, like you all over the place flustered because if you've just arrived into a place and you have been late on public transport and things are going crazy and you've had a fight with your friend or whatever's going on and suddenly you're like in this place and you're asking to body test, like that's just like a recipe for disaster because yourself is just like all over the place. Like feeling scrambled is like what the feeling is. So the more that you have time to like just let everything settle, breath work is like an amazing thing. Like coming into this place of like feeling centered. And that's when you can tune into the signals and impulses that you are getting from your body. Because yeah, intuition is, you know, it's reading those signs. It's knowing something without conscious reasoning. And there's two systems in the brain that happens. We've got this control like network, and then we've got this default network, which is the more of that where abstraction can happen. So where abstraction is, it's like our ability to visualize, it's our ability to think beyond what we can touch and feel and seal. And we use these practices of imagination and creative languaging, and we can get into the abstraction part of our brain, which is also where manifestation lives, where intuition is abundant, where we have this feeling of limitlessness, we can get into that through practices like reading for pleasure, for sitting down, for doing creative language, and basically everything that is part of creative flow, which is what I've been saying for like so many years, like why I run Move, Breathe, Create platforms, because this element of being able to just explore in a creative way is what brings us into that default network of the brain, which allows for that abstraction, which is visualization, which is how we can manifest. Like all of that is counter to the logical thinking, rational brain, which we need. It's very useful for us to have that ability to use that when we are booking flights and we need to analyze and we need to have that. Obviously it's useful for us, but when we can allow a little bit of that Ah, slowing down. I'm just going to paint this for a while without any outcome. I'm just going to be in this. Like, it's really useful for us. Like, really. So, yeah, that's like 
Yeah, and I was actually just thinking as you're speaking about accessing this like creative part of our brain, how important that is, because what it essentially is, is resourcefulness. And looping back to what I said about how when people are in their careers, and they're not sure how to bridge that gap to their soul vocation, it's because it's not a logical Mm. answer. It's often the thing that doesn't make sense, the thing that you haven't thought of before, the thing that, you know, the idea that comes to you when you're getting out the bath or when you're in just this complete moment of play. And there's this, you know, as I said about in order for us to create a new identity, our life conditions have to change or our mind conditions have to change. And we can choose, we can actively go in and change our mind conditions. Or sometimes life comes along, changes the conditions, and then our mind has to up level to match. But there has to be some sort of shift. So if you are somebody who is currently living in this very, very What is the brainwave state is a beta, high beta brainwave state where it's very much about the logical, the practical, the doing. The first step is, as you say, to do all of these things that you teach in your workshops and through your platform is to start to be able to access these creativity practices movement practices, breath practices to change the mind Mm -hmm. conditions. And then as you change your mind conditions from the inside, become more resourceful Mm -hmm. and begin to live life. Purpose. And I mean, that is when, if you think about like, oh, it's so hard to change my mind, to change my mind stuff, like those four arenas of our life, the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual, it's like they're all connected. So if you're finding it like a real struggle to have a different mindset, to shift your mindset, like pick one of the other ones. Change what yeah, you eat. Yeah. Change something <laughs> yeah. physically. Like how can you change something in your physical plane in order to have that ripple effect to the other arenas or the other aspects of your life? Because it is, it's like a domino effect because we're not just a brain. We're not just a body. We're not just a heart. We, all of these things together at the same time. So we have to look at it like as a really integrated part of ourselves. Yeah. And we do have to just be able to integrate all these different parts. That is essentially what wholeness is, is to find the sort of integration with all the Mm. parts. Yeah. I love that. I think also like when we're in the state of being really like open and in flow, it's like, that's when we are really feeling like we're being guided by something and we've got all these other little signals and signs that come to us. And for me, like I know when I'm in an open-hearted place, when I'm feeling like open is the way that I can best explain it, but it's like that feeling of just being in flow, of being in alignment, of being in tune, of knowing this is right. This is the next step. This is the next step. I'm much more ready to see signs and symbols and things like that, which connect me back into it. So it's like this feedback loop of getting stronger and stronger, deeper into that knowing. Like even on this workshop that I taught, when I was planning all out, I was like, oh, there's too many questions for, I've got like a lot of questions, but I'd like timed how many minutes I was going to give for each question. And something in my heart was going, there's a bit too much. You've got a bit too much content for the amount of time that you've given this. But Anyway, I like my brain just like pushed through. I was like, I want all these questions to be in there. And it's like 10 questions, 10 cards for everybody. And as I had worked it out, I had groups of three. So, and I wanted to give, well, I gave people 10 different affirmation cards. So we ended up making our own affirmation cards with some intuitive stuff that came through from other people, which was super fun. And I had just kind of worked this out in my head, like, okay, I'm giving a pile of 10 cards to each person in this group of three. So three people in the group each have 10 cards and I've got 10 questions that they're going to answer. And when they answered the question, the other two people in the group would write down their answers and give it back to the one person. And I was like, oh, that's going to work out perfectly because 10 people, 10 cards. And then we got to the end of these questions and we got to eight questions. And then people were putting up their hands going, we've run out of cards. And I was like, 
but how did this not work out? Because 10 people, 10 or 10 questions, 10 cards, like how did this like not work out? And I realized that I got the numbers completely wrong because it just worked out that if two people in your group are using two of their cards to send to one question, it just the numbers just didn't work out. And I was laughing to myself because I was like, here it is. Before I went into this workshop, something in my heart was going, mm, these questions are like too much. You've got too many questions here. And then when I landed at this workshop, I realized like I didn't have enough cards for people, which meant that they couldn't do the last two or three questions, which I sent to them in a journal practice in a follow-up email. But just like that ability to see that as a little gift from the universe is like, is that sense of knowing again. It's like, oh, a little chuckle, a little reminder, like, yeah, that was that was exactly what, what was supposed to happen, <laughs> you know? And when we are in tune with things like that, we see that. You know, I was thinking about Warren and, and like, oh, like, you know, he's always like so supportive of these events that I do. And I have been out of contact with him while I was running this event. And we did a creative practice at the end of the workshop. And I just put on some like fun music. And then the, one of the first songs that came on was one of our wedding songs. And I was like, oh, well, like here he is, like I can feel it. And it's just like a beautiful way to be guided by something that's bigger. Whether you choose to believe it or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, why not? Although, so while you've been talking about these synchronicities, I think that it's easy to follow the signs when the signs are leading us where we want to go. What is harder is to follow the signs when the signs are leading to us where we need to go, but it's super mm. scary. It's like if you're walking along a path and you've come so far and then there's a big sign on the path and it says you need to turn around and go that way or a different way. And you're like, no, but I've come this far. I've done so much. We can get so attached to where we are, where we think we need to get to. But it's much harder to read those signs and signals when they are going against what is easy or what is comfortable mm. that is when it's so important to really keep your heart open and to trust because mm. yeah it's all great to be like yeah I'm on my purpose and I'm getting these like validations that it's all good <laughs> but when it's time to you know to change strategy or time to create a shift or mix things up a bit that's when the real work comes in Mm. And I think what you're talking about specifically is relating to this idea between head versus heart, because what you've spoken about in terms of like, we're attached to a certain thing, or we attach to something like the attachment comes through the mind. Attachment never comes through the heart. Like the heart is this place where if it's open, it can be free. Like whatever's coming at the heart, like that's the place of like openness, like let it be. Whereas like the mind is the thing that attaches to a certain outcome. The mind is the thing that wants to grab and grasp at a certain thing. And I think that the more that we have these practices that quieten the mind, which is that control like network, the more that we can quieten that, the more that we can listen to the signals from the body. And that is a really powerful place to be, even though it might be scary to the mind because it might be pulling us in a direction that we are not really to take or we're not ready to face or we don't necessarily want to go to so yeah super important as well keep your heart open yeah exactly sorry anything else that you want to add on that that was quite a juicy no episode, it is I mean I think there's so much personal experience wrapped up in all of this and this week I've just re it hasn't been properly announced but it's fine I'll just mention it on here as I've relaunched my beat bloke guide and I'm sure we'll do another 
sit on it. But with that, for me, always comes a lot of fear because it was a really amazing success last time I launched it. And I always have this limiting belief that everything is like a fluke. It's like luck. So if I do really great with something in my business, that it's not sustainable or replicatable. And so I had this little story about, oh, I'm going to just relaunch this guide, but it'll never do as well as what it like did last time. And I woke up on Monday feeling a little bit like uneasy and just like, you know what it's like when you run your own show and you're just like, what the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> we get those moments sometimes. And I had, which is interesting. Do you know what? This is growth for you, Anna, because I think a couple of months ago I asked you, I was like, do you ever get those days where you're like, oh, I wonder if I'm doing the right thing. And you're like, no, I love my work all the time. No, I mean, I know I'm on purpose. I know I'm on purpose, but the mind in me has its wobble days where it Mm -hmm. questions and, you know, the stories come in and all of that. And And I just want to say to that, the more that we can acknowledge the mind part, the quieter it becomes. Yeah, exactly. That's this practice of being in this open heart place. Anyone who's listening, like, when you can acknowledge the mind stuff, like that's when the heart starts to come to the forefront. Yeah. And I'm so grateful with all the, pra- you know, we've been talking about cultivating these practices and I have so many of those practices now, which is why I can witness this and go, haha, look what's happening. But at the same time, it's also totally real because I'm human. So mm. I was witnessing what was happening and kind of having this little wobble. But then I did a, yesterday was the day where everything was announced and I meditated in the morning because I thought, you have to set your intentions. You have to think about what you want from this. And, and also it's not just about, I want to sell so many eBooks. It's very much about like what it means to sell so many eBooks and the people that can help and how that changes mm-hmm. their lives. And if they're physically more well, we know that their spiritual, mental and emotional selves get better. And what impact does that have in their family? So it's visualizing that whole snowball. It's not just an eBook. And so I did this meditation and I just knew, like as soon as I connected to my heart, I was just like, yeah, no, it's all going to be fine. What are you worried about? And I launched it yesterday and like four people bought the guide already and I just went to bed last night completely wired because I had been working way too hard but at the same time I just thought you know I really just want to express gratitude for every single one of those people yeah it was four and I'm hoping that I'll be able to help a lot more people with it but they were the first four they were the first four that have given me the confidence that like yes thank you thank you for listening to another episode of I think if you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today please leave a five-star review on stitcher or itunes don't forget to share with friends and family this will help other women find inspiration to live life right we'd love to connect with you on social media come find me shay by searching shay dia yoga on facebook or instagram you can find me anna by searching anna marsh on facebook or instagram and remember you can always refer to the links in the show notes and see you next week see you soon bye it's shay here. Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. 
When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down, get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, all the other shiny pennies, the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state. It's completely changed my outlook on life, and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative, and aligned state, and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com, where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind, along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative, manifesting state. Most Yoga Studio monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month, and you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com, where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials, but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community.